So, on today's expose, it's a very special someone so dear to my heart, not the Disney movie, but a wonderful, special, happy, lovely X-Men person. <laughs> <laughs> it is Scott Summers, AKA Cyclops. <laughs> Are you doing so the rogue scream? <laughs> I guess kind of. That was kind of it. I'm just so excited to be talking about my 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 guy, my man's over here. Ooh, so <laughs> so he is one of the original X Men. <laughs> they be debuting in X Men number one, September 1963, and Scott Summers has like. Optic Blast, that's his thing. Now, you have to be aware that his Optic Blasts are force, not heat. At least that's the way it's supposed to be. Sometimes they don't get that right. But <laughs> the original, it's supposed to be force, not heat. Because a lot of people get that confused. Um, <laughs> and he's also a really crazy good strategist. Like, he can, like, work out where to bounce the light off of. And he's like, I don't, he, he's not like the smartest guy, but he can, he can like maneuver these things in his brain. Like he has like that tactic kind of skill and he's can be, do some hand to hand stuff. He's a fighter. So he's got options, you know, he's got lots of things, not just his <laughs> eyeballs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he's got a really cool family history, which you'll see in the series later. I'm not gonna get into it, but like space and airplanes and brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, you remember. <laughs> I know all about Cyclops lore, like, cause that's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I go where I wanna go. Gene. Gene? Hello and welcome to Solving for X. This is Sean, the ultimate excavationist. Oh, and I'm something of an X fan myself, Kevin. <laughs> cool. And today we're here to talk about Reunion, the season finale of season two. But before we get into that, Kevin, would you like to know how the vote went on our previously on segment? Yes, I do. So five people said they want to watch I Dream of Gene, which got 17%. Nine people, including myself, said they'd want to watch Rogue Star, which got 31%. But Miami Mutants got 15 votes, 52%. So it is the clear and definite winner. Yes, I did vote and I did kind of look at the stats because since I can sign into the Instagram, I can see who's all voting <laughs> I can see the, the little the stuffs over there. So I was keeping tabs on it. It was kind of cool, kind of fascinating. Yeah, it's kind of fun. And it, I mean, 
I feel like Miami Mutants was the most promising of the like shows that we saw since like you and Aaron pointed out we see Roe get thrown into the sun and be <laughs> shot into space. So it's like, where does this show yeah. go? This is stupid. I guess that's the end. I guess that's the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. So I think it would have done better had like it not killed everybody in the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do know that it's kind of more your brand of show your style of show so it makes sense you know if that's where your yeah. interests lie mm-hmm. just say it because i'm a star wars fan because i'm a star wars fan i like rogue star fine well and rogue you're like star wars and oh rogue star wars they should, they should just call <laughs> yeah. it star wars rogue wars one <laughs> i don't know the star rogues <laughs> yeah as long as there's ewoks in it then i'll be fine there you go. Oh, I like your style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So Reunion, this one aired February 12th, 1994. Well, part one did anyway. And this was written by Len Wein, directed by Larry Houston. Do you remember, Kevin, who Len Wein is from earlier episodes? He's the one that created Wolverine. Wow. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is the uh, creator of Wolverine, and he does come on the show a few times to do episodes. So it's always such a, a yeah. pleasure to have him on board. Mm-hmm. All right, shall we get into this? Yes, we shall. In the Savage Land, dinosaurs, dino DNA. <laughs> Graze grazily as Magneto and Charles surmount a cliff. Republicans in pterodactyls, or Republicans on pterodactyls, come and attack. They are easily dispatched into the river. Magneto and Xavier make it to the top of the cliff to find Xavier's something. Oh, jet. Jet. Okay, it is a jet. I wanted to make sure that was right. To find Xavier's jet. But the mutates beat them to it. They take the two men captive. Vertigo knocks them out, and they are taken to the Citadel. I feel I, like this is this is a, a Vertigo's like episode. Like she gets it on in her little seventies disco dress. I know she's just groovy chicken it everywhere. <laughs> 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 but I gotta say, I loved. The Magneto sexy glare he gives Xavier when he talks about, he's like, I've mounted bigger cliffs than this. <laughs> or whatever, smaller cliffs than this. <laughs> like, and then he looks like Xavier like, mm. <laughs> Oh, impressive. <laughs> I was like, oh my. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't even notice that one. <laughs> Yeah, this little twinkle in his eye. I'm like, oh, yes, Magneto. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, what I did notice, though, is we did have a new cameo here, Kevin. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Don't worry about us, Dingo. We'll make sure we can. Cameo. Mm. Did Tell you me. notice who it was that we haven't seen before? Was it that wolf thing? Yeah, it was the wolf. His name is Lupo. He's another of the Savage Land mutates. And they're all just kind of Yeah, I did not recognize introduced him. at the same but time. 
Yeah, I thought he was really cool. I'm like, this guy, I like this wolf thing. He's like an ice wolf. It's like, ooh, yeah, you're sexy kind of. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a cool color about him. Or yeah. lack thereof. <laughs> you know, snow wolf. <laughs> the blackbird soars over the land as the X-Men listen to a recording of Morph asking for help. They follow the massage's origin to Branson Theta. Theator, I want to say Theator, starring Xavier Murphy as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That's funny. Xavier Morphy. Clever. Scott, Jean, and Logan, the happy thruple, walk in on the end of Morph scene. The theater kid and Scott is excited to see the rest of the show. As the scene ends, the thruple goes backstage to find Morph. Mr. Sinister laughs at them. At first, well, do we miss, we missed a 90s moment. What was the 90s moment? You got mail. 90s moments. 90s moment when um, they were getting the message Gene put a cassette tape into their their Blackbird signal oh. thing I totally missed that I'm glad I have you here to keep me straight <laughs> yeah keep me I'm straight like, there was totally yeah I know like that'll happen <laughs> no but I was like cassette tape look at her put the cassette in the little thing and play oh <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that I'm keeping tabs too. <laughs> yeah. So that was before the Jekyll and Hyde show. When we get to the Jekyll and Hyde show, my first thought, I was like, is this Carousel of Progress? But then I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but when he morphed, when he morphed, ah! Okay. But, but he's just like Rah! I'm like and he popped his shirt just opened up I'm like I want to pop out of my shirt like that I actually practice on I have a button down shirt that's like snaps so I'm gonna go like this and I flex it opens up so I think I should make a video oh. of me doing that that sounds good too I think I almost fainted <laughs> oh. oh by my stars clutch the pearls all that jazz <laughs> A pearl necklace. <laughs> <laughs> what scene are we on? <laughs> Three. <laughs> okay. Uh, backstage. Ooh, they got some backstage passes. <laughs> Morph denies being Morph. Yeah, they're like, we know it's you, Morph. He's like, what? No, I'm not Morph. I'm Murphy. <laughs> Murph, well, and okay, because he's like he gives them like the signal. He's like shh, he like gives them like the shh, don't don't say anything. He's like I'm Murphy, and then Gene is like, give it a rest. I'm like Gene, you're so stupid. She told you to play it cool and just like ruined it. Stupid Gene. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on, didn't you get the shush signal? But no, now you're just like, no, it's you! I know it's you! 
It's because so, she's the mastermind. She's trying to out them to Sinister. I guess. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so Murphy morphs to morph and warns them it's a trap after warning them it was a trap before. Sinister <laughs> zaps morph and the nasty boys. Oh, you nasty boy. Surprise attack of trouble <laughs> and take them captive. <laughs> So actually, I'm thinking, should we tell people why I'm referring them to them as the Thruple in case they don't know? Yes, please. So in the current run of the comics, it hasn't been expressly said, but they live on Krakoa, which is an island. And on this island, Jean and Scott live in the Summer's house with Rachel and Nathan because they're the kids. But... Wolverine lives in the Summer's house with them. And there's been some like little flirty banter between not only Wolverine and Jean, but Wolverine and Cyclops. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like, yeah, it looks like they may be in a throuple, which is much more modern than this whole like weird love triangle they were in. Bizarre love triangle, if you will, a <laughs> reference to the mm-hmm. 80s song. Um, but <laughs> There was one where uh, Wolverine and Scott were, like, in space looking out at the stars. And, like, um, I think Wolverine says we should go on a vacation, Jeannie in a bikini. And Scott says, and Scotty in a Speedo. <laughs> it's kind of like, why does he care that Wolverine would see him in a Speedo? Oh. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Because, you know, it's nothing. They would always have, like, little sly comments and, like, give you, like, a little inkling but never really confirm things. This is like really giving you that confirmation that's been like around all these years, which, you know, makes me happy. Yeah, me too. I think it's I think it's not out of the question, especially with Wolverine being alive for so long and not like yeah. caring what people think. Like, of course, he's going to dabble. <laughs> of course. So, yeah, that's why they're the happy throuple in her notes. But it, it's also hinted that. Scott may still be with Emma, but mm-hmm. not like hiding it. So it's just kind of like they're polyamorous. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Back in the Savage Land, the mutates continue their trek to the Citadel as Kazar and Zabu track them. They're looking for Shauna. The duo scare the Triceratops and guide them in stampeding towards the mutates. Kazar attacks and frees Charles and Nito. Xavier thanks him, but Kazar is less than thrilled that Magneto is back. Xavier breaks up the two men fighting. Xavier points out that whatever had happened, it's not Magneto's fault. It's Amphibious's new master. The three decide to storm the Citadel that night. Oh. So here... We have another cameo. This is Kazar and Zabu, which have been uh, kind of like X-Men staples since March of 1965. So they've been around almost as long ah. as the X-Men. Yeah. I know I've always seen them around. They've been around. Yeah. I like to call yeah, him and like, Blanche Tarzan. <laughs> Blanche Tarzan. Well... And I made this connection one day, but you're right, because, like, Kazar is basically the same outfit and model as Tarzan, He-Man, and uh, yeah. Conan. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, the Ands. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so they were original because he's a czar. <laughs> exactly. I'm not Zaran, <laughs> but I could be. So uh, Kazar's um. real name is Kevin Plunder. He was created by Stanley and Jack Kirby. He cameoed, or he made his first appearance in X Men number 10. And um, he has grown pretty popular to the point where he even has his own comic now where. He is with uh, Shauna in the Savage Land, and they have a son. So it's a really interesting comic. He gets these, like, he's kind of just a very agile, normal man until later, like, he becomes one with the Savage Land in a way, like, because he can take on the ability of animals. He can talk to animals. He's at certain points died and the Savage Land has brought him back to life since he's like the chosen protector. So he's pretty cool now. Nice. One thing I have to say about this scene is when, you know, he's like attacking Magneto (laughs) and Charles is going to, they zoom in on Magneto's bitch face. He's like, There's like this really like heavy zoom and he just looks so agitated and like appalled and it made me laugh. <laughs> oh, Nito. <laughs> yep. Yep. Grumpy old man. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Scene five. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Sinister and the Nasty Boys still have the Threpple captive. Wolverine breaks free and slices Sinister, but he easily heals. Jean psychically removes Scott's visor, and he shoots Sinister and the Nasty Boys. Sinister births for Ruckus to help him. <laughs> I love this. Birth. I, mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't Scott's... think it's supposed to say births. <laughs> okay, what is this supposed to, it supposed to say? I guess Yells. calls. Calls. Yeah. And he's just like, Ruckus! Ah! Yeah. So he calls for Ruckus, not births. And uh, Scott's power <laughs> seems to really hurt him because, you know, he can only get hurt by Scott's power. <laughs> Ruckus knocks out of the thruple and morph. This was uh, our, one of our counter for the meter here. Yeah, because Scott says, get down. I was like, this has been so long. We have been waiting for another one. <laughs> I know. They made such a big deal in the book. Every single, in Eric Lewald's book, every single voice actor he um, interviewed, they would point out that it seems like Scott was always yelling, get down. So they would make fun of him about it. But yeah, well, he only like said three? it a few times. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're up to three now. It's like, all right, well, <laughs> they focus on that a lot. Maybe Maybe more will come in the coming seasons, but... Yeah, probably. Um, do you remember why supposedly Cyclops' power hurts Sinister? Oh, yeah, you told me this. I forget. <laughs> well, the original theory was that it went with uh, Sinister as a little child with the... And it was his, uh, oh, his creation. Yeah, and he was always trying to... Uh, get through to Scott. So that was the explanation that only Scott can hurt him because he cared about Scott and Scott was like the target kind of thing. It's a weird thing. <laughs> it's yeah. It's where his focus is. So wherever his focus is, it makes it his weakness. 
Yeah, so that's why, like, when Wolverine cut Sinister, didn't do anything, but then when Scott did, it really hurt him, and he needed help. <laughs> yeah. I love this next part, Kevin. I thought it was so fun, because if you ever needed to know where the Branson Theater is, just look to the foreground, because you will see a koala looks on <laughs> as the yeah. X-Thruple are dragged towards Sinister's ship. Wolverine I comes have to you. I put, I put, cause there's kangaroos, too. I had kangaroo and then koala. I'm like, oh, are we in were? Australia now? There was kangaroos right before the koala. There was kangaroos. Oh, and then I missed zoom, the then kangaroos. Moved, then, then it panned over to the koala. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually like that because um, a lot of the late 80s comics did take place with the X-Men having their base at in Australia. Mm. So, like, because they all sacrificed themselves to save the world. But then they were brought back to life by Roma and they didn't want the world to know they were alive because it was easier for them to be dead. So they made a base in Australia <laughs> and they had a mutant named Gateway open up portals so they could travel wherever and help wherever it was needed. Aha. Uh-huh. But you know what was really fucked about it? What? They didn't bother to tell Kitty Nightcrawler or Rachel Summers that they were alive. So they just went on <laughs> thinking that everybody was dead. Oh, my God. See, right? this is why leaving, leaving notes are very important. Yeah. <laughs> send a, send a yeah. letter through the post office if you need to or the international mail or whatever. I don't know. You know. Right. They would have kept the secret. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and that, that was part of the storyline where uh, Jubilee came in because they had gone through a portal to the mall in Hollywood and Jubilee followed them through the portal to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the dingo ate your baby. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring up the dingo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you messed up. <laughs> All right. A koala looks on as the extrapler dragged towards Sinister Ship. Wolverine comes to and pulls Hairbag down. He aims for Sinister but is attacked by the Nasty Boys. As Wolverine saves Jean, it's really Morph! They take off with Jean. Cyclops has a fit. Wolverine vows to help find her no matter what. Mm. And this is where it's like, the boys have to go save the girl. We're going to work together. I love you. You know, like, yeah, (laughs) I know. I like this. Cause like Wolverine, he knows he already lost the battle, but he's still like, she's important. We need to save her. We both love her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, I rewound this part like three times because (laughs) when Wolverine and Cyclops are getting dragged by the nasty boys, the artist (laughs) made Cyclops' butt look so big. (laughs) It's so bad. (laughs) Cyclops asked for days. Well, and it's even funnier because the way they drew it, it almost looks like it's supposed to all be Wolverine. So he looks incredibly disproportionate. It's I think it's <laughs> worth taking a look. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Scene seven. Okay. Oh, Back you got in the this, line. <laughs> this giant long one. Yeah. yeah. I know. I've, I know it's long. I'm used to it. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Back. <laughs> Back in the Savage Land, Kaz- is it Kazar or Kazar? Kazar. 
Keza, that's what I thought. Okay. Kazar <laughs> curses the citadel. Magneto said he built it with good intentions. The group are attacked by the Loch Ness monster. Is that a period? Yeah, it should be a period. <laughs> Loch Ness monster. Kazar sings a Lady Gaga song and the, the dinosaur <laughs> takes up. Which Lady Gaga song is it? I just thought it was funny because he goes like, <laughs> like sounds like something Lady Gaga would do in her song. <laughs> and like and none of the dinosaurs to me quite seem like real dinosaurs so that's why i didn't know what to call them because this one looked like like a brontosaurus but then it had sharp teeth and was like a man-eater so it's the loch ness monster (laughs) yeah this and this was 94 Mm mm-hmm See, the dinosaurs, it's crazy. The 90s were such a huge time for dinosaurs. We had Jurassic Park in 93. We had Power Rangers. So this was very marketable for our our generation. That's true. Yeah, they were smart. They knew what they were doing by adding the Savage Land in. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yes. I feel like, like, they say every kid likes dinosaurs, but I feel like for kids in our generation, we were, like, saturated with it. We got lucky. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So... Magneto presses a button for a secret passage, and they enter the Citadel to find out it's a trap. Sinister <laughs> already knew about the secret passage. Kezar and Zabu take off, ditching Xavier and Magneto. Enter Brainchild. Ew, Brainchild, he's so disproportionate. It freaks me out. I know. <laughs> I'm like, like, ew. <laughs> he is second in command. He offers cashier... Xavier. Okay. <laughs> Catch me outside. <laughs> like, what is happening? I'll take your change, please. Yes. Um, oh, he, he orders. Or- he orders. Oh, he orders Xavier and Magneto change to the wall. Yeah, he pushes them, and then, like, the vines come. They have all these vines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if this is torture, chain me to the wall. Uh, <laughs> enter Sinister. Do you know what that's from? Uh-uh. Oliver and Company, it's Tito. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disney! Okay. <laughs> Enter Sinister and the Nasty Boys with Gene. Mystery Sinister. <laughs> Mr. Sinister. <laughs> okay. Mr. Sinister announces that he modified Magneto's machine to absorb mutant powers from anyone in the land. In all the land. Sinister shows there's a belt to negate the effect. Morph wants to shoot Sinister, but Hairbag stops him, and they take Morph captive. Sinister forces Xavier to summon the X-Men with Sauron's help. So here you go. We get an answer, too, because I remember at the beginning of the season, you were like, what is going on? Why don't they have powers? Why is Xavier walking? Why does the mutates have powers? So we get everything explained here. We do. So now we know the reason. Mm-hmm. And he's, he even says, he's like, I did not anticipate that it would allow you to walk, but I hope you enjoyed your time with it. You know, like. <laughs> I know. They don't even bother to try to explain, like, how it makes him walk. It just, it is. Like, there you go. 
<laughs> I guess you can get around because if you had to get around this land in that wheelchair, we would have had a problem. We would have been here like for a lot more days. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess technically, like Magneto, no, he couldn't. He didn't have his power. I was gonna say he could have carried yeah. Xavier, right? But no. <laughs> I just picture. I just picture Magneto like behind Xavier in his car, in his <laughs> like pushing him along. Here we go. <laughs> You're such a pain, Charles. <laughs> I, got, I, I got a sprain in my ankle now because it's my legs are just so tired. <laughs> so it's funny that you say you made the like you noise when you were talking about Brainchild because I was watching this with Alan, my boyfriend, and right when they showed Brainchild, he's like, "Ew!" <laughs> he evokes that in people. He does. I'm like. Why is your head like that? What are you wearing? Like, what is happening? And, yeah, he's wearing, like, this, like, slave Leia, like, loincloth thing. And then he has that voice. Like, hey, it's me, Brainchild. He's <laughs> like, get out of here. Nobody wants yeah. you. <laughs> so, and he uh, also came out in X-Men in uh, X-Men 62 in 1969. Oh. Yeah. Um, I did really like... Knowing where the comics are today and kind of the snarky relationship Magneto and Sinister have in the comics, I like that Magneto's like, oh, Sinister, I've heard of you. And frankly, I'm not impressed. (laughs) (laughs) I know. The shade. It makes me laugh. Yeah. Because right now in the comics in Krakoa, there's the, uh, the secret council. And Sinister's on the council along with Magneto. And they're always kind of like going head to head. And Sinister has become just so flamboyantly gay. I love him so much. He's getting better and better. That's awesome. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I felt like the Sauron battle, the psychic battle between Xavier, it was pretty epic. It was intense. He's like... He's resisting more than anyone I've ever felt before. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to imagine this is Professor X without his powers. powers. I know. Yeah. Which is, so it's pretty impressive. If he had his powers, he would have like taken Sauron to town. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's like, no, I'm gonna invade your mind, bitch. Like, no. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <Bitch>. <laughs> Bam, bitch went down. Exactly. (laughs) Back at the manor, the X-Men get a cryptic message from Xavier. He tells them to meet at these coordinates. Just then, Wolverine and Cyclops show up in the Blackbird. The X-Men team up to go after their leader, even though they know it's a trap. I love that, though, because they they see that message and they're like, that is not Xavier. He does not. He sounds like a robot. Hey, mutants, come meet me at these coordinates, la, 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 la. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's mind-controlled. <laughs> yeah, so, I like that, that too. Great. They know mm-hmm. they know their leader well. They know it's a trap, but they know they really have no other choice. And they exactly. know, you know, we're pretty badass, so we'll get through it. <laughs> exactly. They they take the risk, and they figure they'll adapt like they always do. So. Mm-hmm. All right, so that brings us to Reunion Part 2, which aired a week later, February 19th, 1994, written by Stephanie Matheson, directed by Larry Houston. I remember, like, when I watched this in 94, it was so, like, I need to see the next one. I need to see what happens. It's so epic. It's got you, like, wanting more. It really, like, gives you that urgency. Yeah. 
In the Savage Land, Mr. Sinister is embarrassed by the state of his citadel. He places Jean, Magneto, Xavier, and Morph into a dungeon until the X-Men arrive. Mm. So he says something like, please forgive, like, my housekeeping or something. I was like, right. sinister. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the X-Men land near Xavier's downed jet. They comedically learn they have no powers. Just then, <laughs> they are attacked by the Nasty Boys. The powerless X-Men are quickly dispatched, but Storm fights them off barehanded like a badass. Beast, Cyclops, Wolverine do an okay job, too. Yeah, I mean, everyone's doing something. I mean, I was hoping Cyclops, Cyclops would do more than hold a little thing over his face and like, oh, yeah. but whatever, it's fine. He makes except up for it later for, on. <laughs> except for Rogue and Gambit, they were useless. They just got taken captive right away. <laughs> right. Rogue's like, oh, I can't lift this. And Gambit's like, I can do it. Oh, nope. Man. <laughs> <laughs> My powers are gone too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Vertigo subdues Wolverine until he narrowly escapes by falling down a waterfall. Oh, a very big waterfall. Ruckus. <laughs> Do you know what that's from? <laughs> it's Piglet in. Um, the Winnie the Pooh ride at Disney World. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I've only been on that once. <laughs> okay, I go on quite a bit, but yeah. Anyway, Ruckus sends the Republicans after him. Um, I love in this thing, is it later? No, I think it's, yeah, no. Well, Rogue says during the fight, maybe, maybe it's later, but she goes, Gabagook. <laughs> Does she? <laughs> she says, she's talking to the... Um, What's the guy that has like the the putty stuff? The like the, the uh, uh, it's uh, gray and pink. The Wachowski brother, slimy Wachowski, <laughs> gooey Wachowski. I think it's, yeah, uh, fancy Dan. Sure, it's something weird like that. But you call like, oh, Gabagook. Can I hear my Gabagook? I'm like, oh my goodness. So I have a question for you. I think it's the same one I have because I have a note here about Beast. Yeah, if the X-Men lost their powers, why is Beast still blue, furry, and dexterous? <laughs> yeah, I was like, shouldn't Beast have turned full human? Especially yeah. if we know like it's making Xavier walk and it's having Cyclops to be able to take his visor off, it should be the same to him. So I was... I wonder if that would have looked too like naughty to have him turn human in those little blue panties. <laughs> I mean, we've already seen Gambit in a thong. I earned a speedo. I think I think we'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> they're just. I think they're just afraid of shocking kids. Like, who's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be a big I difference. Recognize him, even though he looked just like that in the original comics. But fine. <laughs> but fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other X Men have been captured. The nasty boys lead them towards the citadel. I keep getting the really short ones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was short. One sentence. Oh, God, I have this paragraph. Okay. Anyway, Wolverine is being hunted through the Savage Land. He uses his big claw energy (laughs) to evade capture, but he is then attacked by by a dinosaur. I think it was a velociraptor, we'll say. A velociraptor. Ah! And (laughs) 
Just like Jurassic Park, he is luckily saved by a T-Rex. So cute. <laughs> he comes face to face with Kezar. The two fight until Zabu enters the fray. Wolverine convinces Kezar he's here to rip Mr. Sinister a new navel. <laughs> <laughs> they team up to take down the Republicans and steal their pterodactyl. The two men ride up. The two men ride away together in the sunset, but gaily. It's so like, <laughs> let me let me sit right behind you where my penis is touching your buttocks, and it'll be just fine. Let's <laughs> marry that. <laughs> Not to mention Kazar's like in a thong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And did you catch the things he said to him before they left? He's like, you need a shower. Let me watch. And it's like, there's there's some guys on my tail. I'm like, oh my goodness, Wolverine, the things you're saying. Get me a towel. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> These were our hints for what was to come. Uh-huh. Winky face. <laughs> we're going to ride this pterodactyl together. <laughs> we're going to make Scott jealous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just like Beast, though, I feel like Wolverine, like he's sniffing. Like, he yeah. still has his hypersenses. Yeah. I mean, I can buy the claws because that, sure, the claws. But, yeah, no sen- no senses, no sn- sniffing, no healing. They don't have the healing, which is good, but still. <laughs> yeah, there was a point in the comics when Wolverine lost his powers, and it, like, caused mayhem because whenever he popped his claws, it wouldn't heal when he put mm. them, sheathed them back in. And then also having all that metal inside him, and without his healing factor, he got metal really poisoning. heavy. Yeah, oh, yeah and he's really heavy. I didn't think about that. Yeah, he probably wouldn't be able to walk very well, you know, so. Yeah. Oofta. Oofta. <laughs> and I feel like they kind of addressed it a little bit because when he pops his claws earlier, he, like, <laughs> makes a sick. He goes, like, rah! that That was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> and come to think of it, I don't think he really uses his claws too much more after that initial one. Yeah, he just kind of kept him out. Yeah. Back in the Citadel, the X-Men are locked in cells by Sinister. Sinister reveals his plan to watch Gene and Scott fuck and make an (laughs) uber-powerful mutant. (laughs) What? I summarized. I mean, that's the gist. It's just so eloquent. I love it. That's the gist of it. Uh, (laughs) He wants to experiment with everyone's DNA and starts with Nito. Spiral shows everyone her new power mixed with Nito's. It's in my dinner. My dinner. Whatever. <laughs> Is that Zootopia? It's like, you know it's in my dinner. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I think it's, what, it's cool, though. Like, they, they got Sinister, in my opinion. They got it him Spiral? Very right. Spiral? Vertigo. Oh, Vertigo. You're right. It says Spiral. It's Vertigo. Yeah. <laughs> She's so, like, I almost see Vertigo being named Spiral for the way her powers are. But, yeah, it's where to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, Sinister, like, is so correct in this cartoon. I love that he's, like, obsessed with DNA and genetics. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's his deal. It's always his deal. So they got him down. Mm-hmm. And he sounds so sexy. He really does. Like, I like his <laughs> voice. Yeah. His new voice. Can't, I can't <laughs> wait to see him on RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want a lip sync for your life of Magneto and Sinister. Oh my goodness, can you imagine? Oh my god. 
did you notice though um how stiff sinister's cape is throughout this episode oh yeah yeah there is one part where scott's shooting him in the beginning where like he falls to the ground and the cape like falls and it moves very beautifully but besides that it's very stiff because like we said they couldn't afford it it was expensive yeah Mm-hmm. what scene are we in sixth cool is it me it's you you got a short one. <laughs> here I go. I'm gonna. Here we go. My short sentence of the day. Meanwhile, Wolverine. I just thought it'd be fun to interrupt you in the middle of your short sentence. <laughs> Tears. I was getting the drama. I was making. It, I was working it. But fine. All right. Let me try this again. <laughs> Meanwhile. I'm sorry, I won't interrupt you again. <laughs> Wolverine and Kazar land on the Citadel. At the Citadel. <laughs> there. You've done it. You've done it. <laughs> Thank you. I bow. You're welcome. Hmm. <laughs> Back at the cage, Rogue shows a moment of fear to get... I love this. She shows, like, she's afraid. She's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fight these people without my powers. Yeah. Sinister orders them to take Rogue next. Gambit admits to Rogue he's never said this to anybody, but I love you before (gasps) she's taken. Oh, my gosh. This was so sweet. The feels for reals. Ah, because this is like the first time it's not just Gambit being like, Shit, I want to fuck you. It's like, right. Shit, I love you. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Oh, I love you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, where are we? Nine? Scene eight. 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 Not only do you get a short one, but you get the word. It's the word. <laughs> it's the word. <laughs> yes. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Wolverine and Kezar, gay lovers for the moment, surreptitiously sneak through the Citadel in search of the X-Men. X-Men. <laughs> Face the day. Yeah. <laughs> So on um, our other show, Hanging with the Hollowells, for some reason, I always love using the word surreptitiously, but I can't yes. say it. And for some reason, it always comes to me to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you said it just now. I did, because I heard you say it first. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a trick then. I it see how it trip. goes. <laughs> Rogue is bound to the wall. She's about to be experimented on when someone shows up. The nasty boys have fun playing catch the Canuck. <laughs> <laughs> I I researched that word first before I used it. I was like, is this offensive to anyone? And everything was like, no, you can use it. Even the Canadians like it. <laughs> okay. Canuck, Canuck, Canuck. Canuck, 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 Canuck. It's just a way to say <laughs> somebody's Canadian. Canuck, Canuck, Canuck. Uh, Ted. Mm-hmm. Down at the prison cells, Shanna creates a diversion for Kezar to take out the guards. He frees everyone from their cells. Yeah, that's what he does. Ta-da. Yeah, straightforward. Tada. Mm-hmm. Did you say Tadashi? Tada. Did you know 
What Tada is short for? What? Da 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 da! <laughs> <laughs> I do now. <laughs> yeah. Now you know. <laughs> now I know. The more you know. <laughs> Upstairs, Vertigo, not Spiral, continues to torture Wolverine with her new strength and powers. Shanna and Kazar lead the freed slaves to battle. Using the diversion, Wolverine frees Morph and Xavier. Together, they're able to destroy the mutant dampening machine. With their powers back, the X-Men wreak havoc, winky face. (laughs) Vertigo mansplains while Magneto takes her out. Then Sinister takes out Magneto. Then Cyclops takes out Sinister. It's... We're all working together, but Cyclops, badassery to the max, he is not having it. He is going to get him, that that evil man, you know, ooh. <laughs> I think I know who your MXP is. <laughs> Kevin, your MXP is showing. It really is. <laughs> um, I just, I'm an exhibitionist. Love... Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> I just love this scene. Whenever they play the X-Men theme song in a scene, it's always like, yes, right, correct. (laughs) (laughs) Right there. That's the way. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. (laughs) I did find it interesting, though, that Jean was having to protect Xavier. Yeah. Yeah, with her little shieldy thing. Do you think they're purposely, like, building her up for season three? Like making her more sure and more powerful. Maybe did they know at this point that they're coming back? I don't think they did. That's a good I don't point. Think they did. <laughs> but I guess I think maybe they just wanted to make up for her lacklusterness the first season. They're like, we need to make her be as epic as she really is. And so, yeah, they yeah. probably got a lot of complaints from season one with mm-hmm. her being so lame. <laughs> and because I mean that was a cool. Um, way to show her powers because mostly it's just like I can telekinesis things and <laughs> here's like now I'm, I'm making like a violet shield a violet um, par shield so <laughs> yeah it was really neat I, I kind of enjoyed it <laughs> I feel like it actually when I think about it it does make sense that with Magneto and Xavier having lost their powers for much longer than the X-Men it would leave them take a little bit longer to yeah, yeah. Cyclops and Sinister enter into an epic battle. Yes, they do. As Morph falls prey to Sinister's mind. As Morph is about to shoot Cyclops, Xavier frees him from Sinister's control. Scott blasts Sinister to pieces. And Jean scatters the pieces across the Savage Land. (gasps) This is so epic, beautiful. Oh my gosh, everybody doing their part. I was feeling so many things. Anyway, (laughs) the Citadel starts to explode, but Magneto saves everyone. Look at him being a team player. It was nice working with you, Charles. Yeah, no. Oh! (laughs) I just imagine, like, all the inhabitants of the Savage Land, like, dancing and celebrating outside while, like, all these bloody pieces of Sinister (laughs) are landing on them. (laughs) Yay! 
they went in my mouth, mommy. Oh my god! And they worked. So it's like they they locked out of the door. Like we're coming to get your nope, and then just sit there like, all right, we're the townspeople. And then they open the door like, and then just do a little dance like a hidely <laughs> DJ. Yeah, I don't know. It's very Return of the Jedi after the Emperor is destroyed. Yes, <laughs> that's a Star Wars reference, Kevin. You know what you you know what I would have gotten was Ding Dong the Witch is Dead very much. He's like jumping up and down. Ding Dong the Witch is Dead. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Xavier and Magneto watch as the villagers rebuild and the X Men pack up. They liked working together, but it will never work. <laughs> they go their separate ways. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I have more to say about that when we get to our uh, X Factor. Okay, okay. Final scene? Yep. Here we go. Sauron declares that with Sinister gone, the Savage Land is now his, and his true work can finally begin. Weird Sinister sand face laughs. Yeah, like the little bloody pieces of him come together to form his face in the sand. In the sand. Sand castles in the sand. Do you think do you think Sinister comes back? Um, yeah, probably, most likely, definitely. Well, and we already know from X-Men ninety seven that even if he's not in this show ever again, which he is, he's coming back in ninety seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, so that takes us through our season finale. Shall we go into our wrap-up? Yes, we shall. Cool, so would you say that Reunion Part 1 and 2 was extreme, or would you exit out? Oh my gosh, extreme. Oh my gosh, to the max, yes, please, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, same with me, I'd say extreme. This was actually when we were um, announcing the show and getting ready to start it. I would I would put on like random favorite X Men episodes, and this was one of the ones that I watched because it sticks out. Like it's such it a does. cool finale. Like I like how they they built in the mini stories to build up to the finale in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like everything that we've learned. It's kind of like the finale of season one. Everything that we learned throughout the season comes back. You know, they have those those throwbacks, and it's it's beautiful. Yeah. All right, so for this week's Previously On, we want to know from all of you, who is your favorite Nasty Boy? Yeah. Who's your favorite? Oh, oh, oh. who is my favorite? Because I remember I gave them all really great nicknames. You did. (laughs) I forget who I all said. I know there's the Gooey Wachowski, Harry Wakandan, Flippy Pirate, something Flippy... Water Pirate, whatever that one was, the one that screams. What was the... Oh, Eyelash Brute was the other one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who is my favorite? I am going to say... uh, I think it's going to be Gui Wachowski. I think he's my favorite one. Yeah. Okay, and I just remembered his name. It's not Fancy Dan, but it's similar. It's Gorgeous George. I knew it was something saying, like, he's pretty. Oh. Gorgeous George. Aww. Gorgeous George. Um, I would say mine is Ruckus. There's something very like queer about him, and he's kind yeah. of like, got a cool power, and I really like his look. Flip, flippy Rock Pirate. That's why I called him. Oh, flippy flip, Rock Pirate. So he was flipping, right. on the, flipping on the rocks the first time we met him. 
Yeah. <laughs> Something about his pink hair and his like girly looking outfit. I was like, get it, Ruckus. Make it loud. <laughs> <laughs> he just so screams. As, yeah. <laughs> as if I even have to ask, who is your MXP? <sighs> well, I actually was kind of torn about this one. I mean, I was really close to choosing Wolverine because I thought he did a really good job with uh you know breaking free and coming back to save the day in a lot of ways but i'm still gonna give it to cyclops because he just impressed me so much when he is hurt when he feels like he's been bested he does not like that so he he recoils and he rebuttals really well and he he comes back with a vengeance and i love that i love when he like shows people who's boss shows sinister who's boss so yeah no, I'd agree. The only thing that uh, swayed me, because I had a similar conundrum, is I feel like Scott stepped up to the plate at the end of the episode and really took control. But Wolverine's like the support throughout the episode. Like yeah. He's the one who really fights for Jean. He's the one who's there for Scott when Scott loses her. And then he's the one who like finds Kazar and him and Kazar free everyone. So I think overall he did a, a better MXP job. And it's actually really nice because Wolverine is usually the one to like to take the limelight and be the star and be like, I'm the, I'm the cool one. But this time he was very much a supportive player and he was okay doing that, which is pretty nice too. Yeah. Like he, it's like we talked about with um, Hammy and Paul that like, it's cool the way they wrote these characters to, even though they may not always like each other, they know who they need to be mm-hmm. at certain points to like support each other and be there for each other. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, you are too. Thank you. <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> well, you called me beautiful, so I'm calling you beautiful back. You're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you say is your X Factor? This was a tricky one this week because... There's so much going on. I mean, we had the Magneto and Professor X team up, which is really nice to see their friendship come back. You know, they're not no longer having this trauma with the fighting. They they are back to their old ways in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, so I really <laughs> like that. I really like that the X-Men are adapting to the unforeseen circumstances with the powers being taken away and still holding their own and, and doing what they need to do and then coming back and using their powers together when they do get them so there's a lot going on in this uh i don't know what my favorite one is can i i'm just gonna say all that <laughs> <X-Factor>. okay <laughs> i would say for me on this watch through what really hit me is like you said the magneto xavier whole kind of friendship and i really saw the importance of magneto going through this without powers because he sees firsthand, like, it's not a game. You know what I mean? Like, he turned all these mutates, uh, all these people into mutates, and then just kind of took off and left. Like, oh, yeah. that one didn't work. Like, whatever. But, like, he's hit in the face with, like, we were people. You did this to us, and you left us. And I think that was a really important lesson for him yeah. for the rest of the show and for seeing him take over the X-Men in 97. But also, I think Xavier sees Magneto through new eyes as, like, you're not just a villain. You're like this broken man who has no idea what you're doing. <laughs> like it was a yeah. big lesson for both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty profound things. I love that. Yeah. Pretty, um, pretty big for kids to grasp onto those, but pretty cool as an adult to watch it and still be able mm-hmm. to like get that message. Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. Character depth. <laughs> Character depth. Kevin. Sean. We're going to take a little break for a little while. Yes, we need to. I need to find my bearings a little bit. I've been stressed this month. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So tune in next Friday because Kevin is going to take the season two quiz. I'm so I've been planning better this time. I've been writing stuff as we go. <laughs> so Whoa. I have some great questions for you. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> There's one then, thing I want to note. I want, I want to say uh-huh. something before about this episode because I forgot about to mention it. I'll go for I it. I loved I loved when Wolverine and Kazar waddled down the stairs. <laughs> the way they walked like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> oh, those animators! <laughs> yeah, I just I thought it was super cute. <laughs> yeah, so cool. Yeah, we'll be back next week with the quiz, and then we will be back with season three, September nineteenth. Season three. Oh my gosh, I have so many guests that I want to come on. I think I have a list of like ten or eleven people that I want to have on so we guys wow. on. yeah <laughs> well and what we've decided kevin and i have been talking about it we are going to aim to have a different guest for every episode of oh, the phoenix and dark phoenix saga yeah that would be good yeah <laughs> cool and uh, do you have any inklings or do you remember what out of the past parts one and two are about oh my gosh i have no idea out of the past it's probably somebody's past but is it a character in particular? Is it a timeline altogether? I don't know. I went Wolverine in the it's war. Very vague. I don't know. I don't okay. know. Well, I'll tell you this. They put a lot of energy into Out of the Past because they wanted to put it up for an award. So like oh. it's a pretty heavy hitter episode that a lot of people remember okay because i do i do remember that name i do remember that name being very iconic but i have no idea what it is okay (laughs) cool i remember these ones these are good episodes all right season three season three kevin where can the people find you oh okay well you can find me at my other podcast Words of the Witches, where we're finishing up the Charmed books. Uh, the next one that comes out is Leo Rising. So he gets grown-up Leo as a mortal who brings his grown-up sons from the future to help him. It's so cute. <laughs> I love it. I just ordered uh, it. <laughs> you just ordered it, yes, as we were talking. And, um, yeah, and so that. And then we have... Hanging with the Hollowells, all those episodes are on there if you haven't listened to them yet. I've actually been re-listening to them. I finished all season six and I'm halfway through season seven already. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it's you know what's funny is listening back, we mentioned a lot of these X-Men X-Men shows that we covered already on there. We talked about more, we talked about, you know, all these things. I'm like, this is so great. <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, or you can find me at KGZ87, where my personal one and all that jazz is. Cool. And uh, for me, this week, you can find us on Once Upon a Cult. We talked about Viserion and the Church of the Last Testament, which we had a lot of fun talking about. Um, Our Marvelous Galaxy of Disney, where we have your latest Marvel, Star Wars, and Disney news. And you can find my book on Amazon, uh, Witch's Brew, A Dream of Waking. (laughs) I have the mug with me. It's like a and, steaming pot of brew. 
Yes, I designed Cauldron that. Of hey, Cauldron of Brew. Cauldron of Brew. And you can go into the link tree on any one of our Instagrams to find any one of our shows, our merch. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week for the quiz. See you next week, Friday.